You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday final podcast of the week as we head into the weekend. And yeah, it is a game day for the New Orleans Pelicans as they continue this road trip, traveling on up to Portland, uh, where they've had a lot of success recently, if you remember this past uh, season and the playoffs. So we are going to preview the Pelicans at Trailblazers for you. We're also going to look at a couple of other things on this episode, this edition of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. The Washington Wizards owner came out and said something pretty interesting that may Maybe has an impact on the trade market. I'll let you guys know what that is. And then we got to take a look at Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and the minutes that these guys are playing per game. To put it in, it'll be in a little bit of perspective. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it just okay? Is it just what it is? We'll look at all of that in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So we'll get to all of the Pelicans talk in a couple of minutes, but first we're going to look at the Washington Wizards, a team that's been rumored at times, maybe incorrectly, to tank, that they should tank, that they should trade Bradley Beal, maybe they should have traded John Wall before the injury, they should trade Otto Porter, they should just pack it on in and kind of just shut it down. They haven't done that so far, and they're doing okay in the wake of John Wall's season-ending injury, and this is, of course, uh, something that other team teams fans and media people do to other teams teams that they just don't think are good, which is kind of what happens to the Pelicans here. So this could come as no surprise to everyone that people want this team to just pack it in. But it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. Wizards owner Ted Leonsis spoke to the media ahead of the team's game where they won on the wildest ending you're going to see in a a weird way, like a technicality. They played the Knicks in London earlier uh, yesterday in the middle of the day. They won because of a goaltending call against the Knicks basically as time expired, a buzzer-beating goaltend shot. Um, that gave the Wizards a one-point win. Anyway, to Candace Buckner, who had this on Twitter, Ted Leonsis said, we will never, ever tank. Um, he goes, we're not letting anybody off the hook. We've got to make the playoffs. That does not sound like a team to me that is going to be trading Bradley Beal or Otto Porter anytime soon. Like I've been saying, they're too invested in it. They might want to dodge the luxury tax, but they're not trading their best players. And they hope maybe just to shed some salary by attaching future first round picks. Because I think ultimately they actually kind of like the core that they have there. Thomas Sadoransky has filled in for John Wall admirably um, for multiple seasons now. You still have Bradley Beal, who's been playing like an absolute stud in the wake of the season ending news for John Wall that came back right before the start of the new year. Since then, they're four and three. They're they're treading water enough to stay in. They just traded for Trevor Ariza, who's averaging almost 15 points a game for Bradley Beal, by the way, is almost up to 25 on the season. 
they're in okay position to potentially make the playoffs. This now comes as a blow to all teams around the league that were hoping to maybe make a move for Beal, who's the ultimate prize, I'm sure, for the New Orleans Pelicans. But it's going to take a hell of an offer to blow them away. Now, maybe this changes during the offseason where the team realizes this just isn't working or if they miss the playoffs this year, I bet they're due for some shakeups. But I think if you're looking for them to kind of pack it in during the season, this is not going to be the case. So if you're holding out for Beal, if you're holding out for Otto Porter, and I know there's been a lot of talk uh, everywhere regarding them. I think we can kind of shut that down, maybe for good. But hey, you never know. Maybe they truly, truly fall out of contention before the um, trade deadline, which, you know, is, for them comes up in about, let's see what it is here. It's about 10 games away for them. So there's a chance if they lose all 10 that they're like, no, we can't do this. But it's, I think it's going to take something like that, particularly with the owner coming out and saying that. So unfortunately, I don't think you're going to see Bradley Beal on the move. Maybe it's good if he doesn't go to a division rival or a team in the West, but bad if you were hoping for him to be here on the New Orleans Pelicans. So before we start looking at the minutes for Anthony Davis for Drew Holiday, if you want to be part of the show, don't forget about the call-in line that we have set up for Locked On Pelicans listeners. If you want to call in and leave your take on the team, leave your opinion or ask a question and have it answered here on the podcast, just dial 504-321-0448. That's 504-321-0448. You've heard me play a couple on here. I think these are great discussion topics and kind of get the content flowing. So I think it's a wonderful thing. So please dial on in 504-321-0448. So I got asked the other day, I think it was on Twitter. I'm forgetting where, but I knew it made me want to talk about this on the podcast. So whoever you are, if you're listening, uh, hit me back up and I'll make sure you get proper credit for asking me this question. But it was about the minutes for Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. And if it was basically a concern, they've been playing significant minutes. And I'll give you guys the numbers and the specifics on that in just a second here. The it's a complicated question. The answer is yes and no. You know, that's really kind of the long and short of it. There's no real good way to measure this or to be able to talk about this, at least from our perspective, without being in the building, without knowing some of the specifics um, with how they do it. And to kind of give you some background on it. And I talked about this before was that, you know, it was written about over the summer that the Pelicans have new kind of wearable technology that they're using to monitor their players a lot. It sounds like Anthony Davis is using it. It sounds like Drew Holiday is using it. It basically kind of tells the trainers, the coaching staff, whether these guys are tired, if maybe they should have an easier practice or if they're rested and their body's feeling good and they should have a tougher practice. It helps them with their diet and just anything to kind of get more production from these guys and kind of keep them healthy throughout the course of the season. So there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of sophistication that goes into the Pelicans and how they manage these players' minutes. And when Alvin Gentry earlier in the year came out and said, I got to cut them down. Like we can't keep playing them at what they are. Supposedly it was because the kind of sensors on all of them were like flashing red, red warning signs. So they needed to scale it back. So it seems like they're cognizant of that and that's what they want to try and do. And I'm sure if, especially if the players know this and it's in their best interest to stay healthy, that if these things were giving off huge warning signs, they'd be like, you got to play me less. Or they'd go to the coaches and request it. Or the coaches would just make the right decision, even if it means dropping a game or two here and there potentially because of it. So I think we got to kind of keep that in mind uh, with all of this. That's a pretty important thing. 
That said, it's still a bit of a concern because you can start to see them wearing down at times. I think this is a problem that may fix itself, though, going forward because you're getting guys like Alfred Payton back who takes some of the minutes away from Drew Holiday. You're getting Miritich back who can take some of the minutes away from Anthony Davis. And then you have the Duke contingent and Frank Jackson and Jaleel Okafor who are soaking up more minutes that can then ease these guys their burden a little bit as well. But when you look at the raw numbers of it, Drew Holiday actually leads the NBA in minutes played total. 1654, uh, so 1,654 minutes. Anthony Davis is 14th with 1484. This is largely a sign of these guys just kind of being healthy. Drew Holiday's played in every game. He's a starter. He should most likely be in the top 10 in minutes per game. Kind of as simple as that. And he is, number one. Same thing for Anthony Davis. He's been relatively healthy. He's played a bunch. He should probably be up there in minutes played. So that makes a lot of sense. You can look at their minutes per game here. They don't actually lead the league in that. Number one in minutes per game is James Harden. Number two is Anthony Davis, who's averaging 37.1 minutes per game. Drew Holiday is not far behind him, fourth overall, with 36.8 minutes per game. So certainly these guys are in the top five um, in terms of minutes per game. And I think if you want to kind of figure out some sort of combination of these two things, yeah, they are really you know, right on up there with the rest of the players of the league. But when you look at some of these other guys, it's James Harden is number one in minutes per game. Bradley Beal is three. We have Holiday at four. Anthony Davis at two. Blake Griffin at five. Paul George at six. Durant at seven. Trevor Ariza at eight. DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs at nine. Uh, Russell Westbrook's 11. Damian Lillard's 12. Kevin, uh, Kawhi Leonard is 13. Devin Booker, 14. Uh, LeBron James, 15. Steph Curry's 18, Clay Thompson's 20. The Warriors have three guys in there. And if you want to look at in total minutes per game, you have Holiday 1, Beal and DeRozan tied for 2, Damian Lillard 4, Durant 5, Clay Thompson 7, CJ McCollum 8, Harden's 9. Star players play lots of minutes. And even if they're playing lots of minutes, they're still good. And it's not necessarily the biggest deal. Beal's been excellent this year. Hell, James Harden is playing at another level and putting so much of a burden on him that those minutes he's playing per game right now are probably far more strenuous than almost any other player in the league. And they have to do this. This is what star players do if their teams want to win. When you rest your best guys, you're having worse guys out on the court and then you might get outscored. So if the question is simply in black or white, of is it too many minutes? Probably not, because I think the Pelicans would shut these guys down or have a hard stop at some point if it was too many minutes. And if you want to win games, you're going to have to play them, unfortunately. That's how this goes. Alvin Gentry is in a bit of a rock and a hard place where maybe you want to manage the minutes a little bit better, but that's going to cost you some games. And you can do that when you get off to a better start than the Pelicans did, and they didn't. And now you have to dig yourself out of the hole. It's going to take these guys being tired. And maybe that means down the stretch run of the season, they really start to falter or they don't have anything left in the playoffs. But you know what? You still got to get to that point in the first place. And that means you got to ride these guys throughout until you hit that or until they just start to kind of uh, be unable to go anymore. So, you know, hopefully this won't be a problem. Again, I think it's going to get better and it's going to fix itself a little bit more with Peyton being back, with Miritich getting his legs back from under him, and hopefully the bench stepping up. And then maybe if they make a trade, hopefully they can bring someone in who can play some minutes too. And that's going to kind of fix it. They'll be okay, and, you know, things will be good here in New Orleans.
So, here there's a big game here in New Orleans on Sunday with the Saints or something like that. Of course there is. It's the NFC Championship game. You're excited. I'm excited. The entire city of New Orleans is excited. And if you need to know a little bit more about this game, then you've got to listen and subscribe to the Locked on Saints podcast with host Ross Jackson, breaking down every single thing you need to know about the Saints and Rams matchup this weekend. Saints going to make it to the Super Bowl. What's the edge? What do you need to know as a fan? Listen to Locked on Saints, and they are going to have you covered there. So again, make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked on Saints podcast. So the Pelicans take on the Trailblazers tonight on the road, a difficult place to play and win, but they did it successfully last season and in particular in the playoffs, grabbing two road wins there en route to their sweep over the Trailblazers in the first round. Portland on the season is 27 and 19. They're fourth in the Western Conference. We all thought maybe they'd take a bit of a step back. They've actually played much, much better. These two teams have already played once in New Orleans so far this year. Portland uh, won that game 132-119. Not the best game for the Pelicans defensively whatsoever. In that game, Damian Lillard had 26 points. Yusuf Nurkic had 20. You had Evan Turner with 14 off the bench. Nick Stauskas with 10 there as well. Um, For the Pelicans, it was kind of a a weird game where you did not have Anthony Davis in this one. um, he didn't play, so of course they're maybe going to lose that. Miritich, 18 points. Holiday, 17. Each one more, 19. And Julius Randle had a game-high 29 off the bench. They're certainly going to need that from him in this one. Portland's got a pretty decent uh, defense, 15 out of 30, basically. So right around middle of the pack, not good, not bad, decent. They've got a good offense, top 10 in the league. There's no surprise there. Injuries from them, I'm not sure if Mo Harkless is going to play or not. Him not playing in that playoff series or well was a real big swing in the Pelicans' favor. So if he's out, that's definitely going to be a good thing for New Orleans. Portland is, again, pretty good offensive team. They shoot the three ball well. You've got to close out on those guys. I thought overall New Orleans did a pretty good job, all things considered, against the Golden State Warriors. And this Portland team doesn't have Steph Curry, who's going to shoot over double teams like that. So that's got to make you feel kind of good about everything. They get to the line at a decent rate. They're a pretty good rebounding team, but they're susceptible to not the best ball movement, which I think can help the Pelicans here. It makes that team just a little bit easier to defend. You want them to to get them in isolation ball situations. You can guard Damian Lillard one-on-one somewhat with Drew Holiday. Shut him down in the playoffs. Same thing with CJ McCollum. Nurkic is no match one-on-one for any of the Pelicans bigs down low other than maybe Julius Randle, but even then, I think they're able to take him And of course, let's get some Evan Turner ISOs in here as well, because that's where this uh, Portland team will completely fall apart. They're not a great shooting team. So if you can contest them, they can miss. You can grab rebounds. And that's going to be a real important thing. But this Portland team will go after their own misses. They're top 10 when it comes to offensive rebounding. They're top 10 when it comes to defensive rebounding. So that turnover battle is really, not turnover battle, the, the battle for rebounds is really important in this one. Portland also does not turn teams over. If the Pelicans are shooting themselves in the foot, having a lot of unforced errors, and my God, I've said this so many times before on the podcast, they're going to hurt themselves and you're going to lose this game where if you keep it in control, don't have dumb turnovers, your offense should be pretty effective in this one. So I think this is a very winnable game. I thought the Clippers game was winnable and they went out and did that too. They get some bench production. I think this is a game the Pelicans can get that puts you then on the road trip back 
to 500, two and two, that would be big with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies coming up on Monday. That is a very winnable game. You could go three and two on the road trip, and I think that would be a huge win. So enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the Saints game Sunday as well. And of course, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all on Monday to recap the weekend.